0: Welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope, the podcast that inspires your faith and gives you reason to hope. I'm your host, Joel Sutherland. Last week, we had part one of our conversation with Sarah McDougall. She shared quite a bit about herself, what some of the experiences that she's been through, and what has inspired her to start organizations to help women who are dealing with domestic violence. Now, I want to just let you know, if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to that now. It's a conversation you don't want to miss, and it'll provide the context for today's conversation. So that's faithandhoperadio.com, or if you're on podcasts or Google Play or or Spotify, just go back to the previous episode, listen to it, and then come back to this one Um inspiring conversation and left us at kind of a cliffhanger. She had just introduced this idea that she had started some organizations to help. And so today she's going to share a lot more about those. So I don't want to keep you waiting. This is a great interview. Part two of my conversation with Sarah McDougall. Sarah, welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope.
1: Thanks, Joel. It's good to be here again. I'm really glad to uh, keep this conversation going.
0: Yes. Uh, And hey, you know what, honestly,
1: yeah, we do because that last cliffhanger was brutal. So (laughs) all I have to say is if you missed last week, go listen, because there's no way. He keeps telling me, people, he keeps telling me that I need to like recap and like, just keep it bit short. It, he does not know me clearly.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. And you can go <laughs> online
0: at faith and hope You can hear the first part if you have not, but uh, reintroduce yourself just briefly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Are you setting a timer? I'm watching my own timer right here. I'm going to see if I can do this. So I, um, was born and raised in a dedicated Christian home, uh, missionary kid. Traveled a lot, doing a lot of humanitarian aid and, and and resources and mission work, and that definitely shaped my life. Even though I was from very salt of the earth, um, deep South farming families in my in my family history, so I kind of got the best of both worlds. And um, as I grew up, I became a, a Christian pastor's wife and spent 13 years. Um, in an abusive marriage and I am a survivor of, of abuse in the faith community. And now I work and volunteer full time in helping other women find their voice when they are going through or have experienced that in the past and they're trying to figure out how to go forward.
0: All right, so tell us a little bit about that. You are the co-founder of both Bucket Brigade Against Abuse as well as Wild Women in Leadership Development. Tell us a little bit about those two organizations and, and uh, why you're so passionate about that and what they can do for our listeners as well as people all over the world.
1: Uh sure. So um Gate Against Abuse is actually a an organization in the Seventh day Adventist Church. It's it's kind of uh, you know, sweeping our own side of the street kind of mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. uh it is it, it provides training, education, promotional awareness about issues of abuse in the faith community and also does victim liaison and, and victim support for those who have allegations of abuse by church leaders. Hmm. particularly in the Seventh-day Adventist denomination. If, if you follow the news at all, you're aware of like the University of Michigan and Larry Nassar, um, the the coach who hmm. molested hundreds of girls. Yes. If, if you follow the news at all, then you will be seeing anywhere from dozens to hundreds, if you count over the last two or three years, of sexual predators and abusers who've gone under the radar in every type of of close-knit organization from Catholicism to Protestantism to sports and athletic organizations to the Hollywood, Harvey Weinstein. I mean, you name it. If there is a power-driven organization where there's an opportunity to create uh, the dynamic of victims need to keep silent in order to, to not be to not be assaulted in any number of ways, assaulted mm-hmm. verbally, not you know, like if if, if a young athlete, if a young gymnast spoke out, she'd lose her spot on the team, kind of things where there's these high risk for for victims to say anything. Um, and also an extreme lack of of education and awareness on what abuse really is and mm-hmm. what trauma it brings. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have two or three years now of explosive uncovering of these types of situations all across a spectrum of organizations. So it's not just churches. It's not just politics. It's not just athletics. It's all of them. And I know there are some who, who really hate like the me too movement and they think there are um, agendas underneath that. And, you know, I'm, I'm not here to discuss whether or not that is true, what I am here to do and what my focus is, is to bring opportunities and resources for support and healing for those who are legitimately experiencing or recovering from some form of abuse. Mm. So I, um, I could probably build a politically driven platform on that. I don't, I don't (laughs) go there. Um, it's just way too polarizing and where my heart is, is helping those who've been wounded by people in power over them who should have known better. Yeah. And so that's where Bucket Brigade Against Abuse is um, definitely it's it's a, a, a third party kind of organization, nonprofit organization that is addressing those within the Seventh Day Adventist denomination, sweep their own side of the street kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. other denominations may or may not be addressing it. This denomination is. And so, uh, and, and a lot of people freak out. They're like, oh, it's going to make us look bad to everybody out there in the world. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Keeping it secret and covering it up, when that blows open, that's what makes us look bad. Yes. Yeah. Dealing with abuse in the faith community is not airing the dirty laundry. You don't put dirty laundry on the line. If there's laundry on the line, it's because you did the laundry. Mm-hmm. And what my, my point is that churches and communities need to do the laundry. Yeah. Otherwise, you run out of clean clothes and you end up wearing clothes that stink. Yeah. So.
0: And everyone uh, else can smell it.
1: <laughs> and everyone else can smell it. And you may swear all day long that you are not dirty but you smell. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. you no, know, at some point it will be your sins will find you out. So this this is the bucket brigade against abuse is about putting out those fires. And and the bucket brigade is not like the janitor mopping, it's like that that line of people bringing buckets uh, to throw out the fire in the days before you had fire trucks that could come at a moment's notice. Now, wild, wild is a little bit different. Wild stands for women in leadership development and it also stands for the four pillars of of emotional healing and developing into the woman that God created you to be. Now, I talk a lot about women in this because I'm a woman and I work with women. Mm-hmm. So, when, when I am saying those things, I, I just want to go on record that I, I don't believe that women are the only abuse victims out there. I don't believe that men don't get abused. And I don't believe that, um, that there shouldn't be resources for men, but because I believe all those things, men can be abuse victims. There are abused men. There should be more abuse resources for men. Um, and there should be men who are taking care of that. Because in this kind of context, men, it's best for them to work with men and women with women because mm-hmm. it just it's just better that way. Yeah. So I, I work directly with women. And um, the, the four pillars of WILD stand for wisdom, identity, legacy, and daring. And those are the four key questions that it takes to be able to reclaim your personal agency when you have been a victim or survivor of abuse. Because... In in an abusive atmosphere, your ability to choose for yourself has been robbed from you. Mm -hmm. So wisdom is, how do I make wise choices going forward? Mm -hmm. How do I decide things for myself and take control in a healthy way of my personal agency? Identity is, who am I? If you've been in an abusive environment, it's easy for that to get lost. So who am I? Legacy is, where did I come from? What do I need to heal from that may have started three generations back in my family? And also, what has happened in my own personal life right now that I need to heal from? What baggage am I carrying? Mm. So what legacy did I inherit? And the fourth question is daring and that is where am I going? So how do I make wise choices? Who am I? Where did I come from? And where am I going? Those are the four questions any woman coming out of an abusive experience needs to be able to journey through. Mm. Because abuse in any form, leaves us in a wilderness. It leaves us feeling empty and broken and abandoned, like we're wandering out in the desert and it's trying to find a way to to reorient. So what I like to say with WILD and the Women in Leadership Development resources and and programs and opportunities for healing is that it's guiding women out of the wilderness and into the wild.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I love that. I love this it. wilderness the wild. Do you have any, um, any stories or experiences that, uh, of women that you've worked with as, as you've been, you know, w- with, these two different organizations and their, the journey that you've been on with, with people?
1: Uh, lots and lots. Um, let me think really quickly about, you know, what, what I could share. So yeah. obviously anything I share, um, let me just say this: it, I, I can share some stuff, but but it will be kind of an amalgamation of things that are common with different people because I, I take confidentiality with my women really, really, really highly. Um, but you know, I I have to say that in this area of work, I have seen women come out of the most horrific things, and and find the most intense courage, Hmm. because it takes a tremendous amount of courage to be able to turn around after you've escaped, if you've escaped an abusive environment, and then go back into that emotionally to bring someone else out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, for example, I know know one young woman who um, had been living and researching her, her abusive environment and what was going on for a little while before she contacted me. And, um, and when she contacted me, she was pregnant with baby number four, three children under the age of five. And she had 94 cents in her bank account. Mm. And she said, I'm ready to go. Where do I go? And so I helped activate a team in her area. She was in another state. Um, and, and she is now out and safe, and on her feet, and raising her babies. And it is hard, and it is exhausting, but she is breathing free air where she can heal. Mm. And um, I, I know another woman who now I kind of work closely with um, that, um, well, I'm thinking of a couple... Um, one who who had been in an abusive marriage for more than 30 years and her children were pleading with her, her grown children pleading with her to get out. Mm -hmm. And she has. And now she is becoming an advocate and studying and researching and, and training herself to be able to help others. Because the thing is, when you experience this, Other people in the same environment are drawn to you
0: Hmm.
1: and you may not even know how they know. That's how I got involved. Hmm. I was, I was inundated with women asking me for guidance and I was just like, girls, I am just figuring this out for myself too. Uh, and I was reading voraciously and I went and got certifications and training and and realized that I needed to create a peer support group. I needed to bring all of these women in together so that they could support and pray for each other. Mm-hmm. And I needed to to work with other colleagues to develop training seminars and to develop um, awareness programs and to develop also Things for Wild, which are things like online training courses for how to set goals, uh, webinars on how to learn healthy self care instead of neglecting your own mind and body and heart mm-hmm. so that you can heal. Um, and every single woman that I work with has been through something herself mm-hmm Every single one. There is not one person that I work with that hasn't walked through the fire somehow on their own. And it has created a passion for them in their hearts to use their experience and their expertise to turn back and look over their shoulder behind them and and, and rescue and serve others. Wow.
0: So, so let's say maybe maybe some of our listeners today are, are in an abusive relationship and, and they've known for a long time that, that it's not right, that they need to get out, but they're at a loss of, of what to right. do next. What, what would you say to them?
1: Um, well, whether they've known for a long time or whether it is just dawning on them, because, uh, you know, honestly, I, I, I tell girls all the time, if you have to Google someone's actions or if you have if you have to go searching online to figure out what you're living with it's past the point of bad. Hmm. It's dangerous. So um whether you are just having that dawn on you and this is this is telling you like oh my goodness, mm-hmm. I really am in an abusive relationship or you are you've known it for a long time what you, what you need to do is begin safely educating yourself. Um, to understand what what you're going through so that you have a clearer picture and it makes it less easy for the other person or persons in your life to to change circumstances so that you continually take all the blame. They may do something that is downright evil and somehow you end up being the one saying sorry and apologizing for it. Um, so start educating yourself. And on my website, I have, um, I have articles about how to know if you are the abuse victim or the abuser. I have articles about which books you should read. If you're trying to learn more about abuse in order to educate yourself, I have a bunch of resources on that kind of thing. Um, also if you are realizing that you need to separate from an abusive spouse. You may not be ready to, to think about divorce. You may have a belief system that where you feel divorce is not an option for you. But there is nothing in the Bible, in fact, I believe God God's heart is very much toward the safety of his daughters. Mm. No one has a biblical right to abuse you or to sin against you with impunity. And so if you need to... Find a way to safely separate, to escape, to put yourself into um, into a better environment. Then you need to contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Um, you need to find out very quietly and safely where your local shelter is. Mm-hmm. You need to talk to professionals, probably not your pastor because most pastors are not trained in abuse or trauma and they may give you not knowing it, but they may give you dangerous advice or they may alert your abuser, which would put your life in danger. You have to know that, that the time of leaving is generally the most dangerous time of an abuse victim's life. And there are some stats stats that are just shocking. Um, if your spouse has ever put their hands on your neck or tried to choke you or strangle you in any way, you have a 750% higher chance of being murdered Mm. by that person. And so if you're thinking that separation is something you need, um, if you're worried about the safety of your children, if you're only staying for the children, but you realize they are growing up in an environment where abuse either to them or observed to you is their normal, That that is when you need to, to contact the people in your area who can help you make a plan mm-hmm. to escape.
0: Thank you. So... You've been developing some some resources. Um you, you've already mentioned, you know, some courses, some some things like that. Um mm-hmm. just share really briefly as as we close, um, you know, what what's next for Sarah McDougal? What what are you helping um what what resources are you developing for these women?
1: Awesome. Well, um I have just released my first online training course, which is a four-week course and the enrollment mm-hmm. is is closed right now, but we will open it again shortly. So if you follow my website um and you follow my um my Facebook page, you will get updates about that. And that is just Sarah S A R A H M C D U G A L.com com or search for Sarah McDougall with that spelling on Facebook. Um so what we're doing with that, it's like the online training course that we've just launched is um it's all about learning to set goals and follow them through. And a lot of times When we've been in an abusive environment, we feel very frozen. Like, how do I take charge of my life in a healthy way? Well, this is to help you do that so that you feel like you're living with purpose again. Um, I also have uh, webinars on, on self-care that I run now and then and how to take healthy care of yourself so you can heal well. Um, resources on how to fill your mind with God's truth so that your thought cycle, that that audio loop that plays in your head, is not the lies that your abuser told you about yourself, but is actually God's truth about you so that you can build up your sense of value and worth again. Um, I am working on a number of other things that will be released, uh, further on in the year, Bible study programs for women's Bible study groups, um, working on a book about empathy and narcissism Mm -hmm. and abuse and how that ties in with understanding the gospel, Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of, of, uh, podcasts and, and radio things like this one that all get linked on my page and weekly blogging with resources for how to deal with loneliness and how to deal with, um, recovery and how to deal with all of the fallout of things when someone has kind of disassembled your identity. And I also, I also have uh, pretty regular meetups and and speaking engagements in different parts of the country. And so whenever I'm out somewhere, uh, I'll, I'll post, to meet up location at a coffee shop or something like that and uh, get together with anybody who's a listener or a reader of our materials in the area so pretty much go to website and and then follow the social media links and you'll get access to everything and then now and then we have we also have freebies and stuff we give away and i do online coaching groups for abuse recovery and those are 13-week cycles so we'll be starting those again probably around the end of march beginning of april so lots of of cool stuff
0: Such a practical conversation with Sarah McDougall. I hope you check out those resources. She has so many available. Um, you can find them, again, at her website, McDougal.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-M-C-D-U-G-A-L.com. com. Check those out. Next week, here on Stories of Faith and Hope, we have another special guest. We have... Pastor Mike Tucker, Um, he is the Speaker Director for Faith for Today and Lifestyle Magazine. Uh, He was here doing a Mad About Marriage seminar a couple weeks ago, and I got him to talk a little bit about that and share some stories about Mad About Marriage. So here is a quick preview of next week's conversation with Mike Tucker. Uh, I had one uh, man who brought his wife to me for counseling, and the truth is that they were there because the man had had an affair at work. Mm-hmm. And the wife was angry. And she was not, she was so angry. She didn't want to divorce him. She wanted him to die a slow, painful death. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she could not do that because they had three daughters. Oh. And she, she didn't want to go to jail, obviously. And so um, I told her when she came in, if you she, if she will do this work, and it's hard work, but if you'll do the work, not only can you survive, but you can be stronger than you've ever been before. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me like I was from Mars. That conversation is coming next week, right here on Stories of Faith and Hope. Make sure you subscribe. subscribed. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Um, subscribe so you don't miss next week's conversation, as well as more to follow. Um, you can find us online at faithandhoperadio.com and on Facebook at Faith and Hope Radio. Thank you so much again for listening. Give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. That always helps and a good review. Thank you so much. Music, of course, was provided by Dexter Britton via the Creative Commons license. Talk to you next week. In the meantime, have faith and hope.